Hello listeners and welcome to the 90 Hayden Road podcast that focuses on all things Hopkinton and Hopkinton High School. Where each month we will bring you an episode with a little bit of everything. We will discuss all types of news and updates pertaining to HHS, celebrate our many student successes and accomplishments, highlight our incredible teaching staff, take on the newest and maybe controversial topics in education, share some personal stories, and reflect on what life is like for students, parents, and staff up on the hill. I am Evan Bishop, the principal here at HHS, and I am lucky to be joined on 90 Hayden Row with the rest of the high school admin team, Mr. Josh Hanna, Mr. Justin Pominville, and Ms. D. King. So on today's show, we are going to hear from Office of Powers with an update on school safety as well as from the leaders of our Hillers Grillers. But first, let's debrief the first month of school. How have things gone? Has anything happened that has been unexpected, either good or bad, that you'd like to, to discuss? Great, yeah. Uh, thanks, Evan. It's uh, good to see you guys on a Friday afternoon. And uh, first month of the year for me has been great. You know, we've been off to an enthusiastic start and uh, pretty smooth operations at this point. And uh, I, I think my big takeaway, the goal meetings I've been having with the teachers the last few weeks, it's nice to see where they are uh, with, with their professional goals and just getting like a half an hour with each person to learn about what, what the rest of the year looks like uh, starting now. So yeah, I'd, I'd say overall it's been pretty positive. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And um, what has historically been, I guess, the rainiest month in recent past is September. Weather has certainly impacted um, athletics, both with the heat and with all the rain. Uh, in addition, we have the turf field project going on right now. So to echo some of your thoughts, I've just been really impressed with um, the ability for our coaches and teams to be so flexible, uh, willing to work with each other, and um, just keep a positive attitude in the midst. People are all over creation in Hopkinton. Their practice locations have changed. Their game locations have changed. Cancellations, postponements, and they just roll with it. And I think one of the lines that we say all the time in the athletic department is just athletes adjust. Uh, you know, and um, it might just be categorizing that one group, but um, to your point, I think the whole school has and community has shown itself to be really willing to bend and be flexible when, when we've needed it. So that's just been much appreciated. So Dee, we were recently made aware that the uh, high school was awarded the Ames Award. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, really exciting, exciting times. Um, and so the Ames Award goes to the school in Massachusetts that has the highest winning percentage across the fall, winter, and spring seasons. Um, and it is divided up by division. So there's um, a one, two, and three. And we're in the um, division two category which um, is cool because we actually were fortunate enough to win the Dalton Award, which is a similar award back in 2012, um, at the time we were Division Three. So since moving up a division, it's, it's pretty cool to get that honor and to think that throughout the course of those three seasons last year, the uh, teams compiled over 80 wins. Um, and, and that's pretty special. And I think that um, in reflecting back on that and what has contributed to that, it's been kind of cool to think about all the, the people who contribute to that and, and why teams and groups are successful. So um, I think one thing that I look back on in the last two years is just how positive the school spirit has been. And I think that that just goes such a long way um, and certainly hear about that a little bit in um, the Hillers Grillers segment of the podcast. 
Um, but thinking about how dedicated and committed our coaches are um, and our student athletes who are here all day at school and then donate and dedicate so much of their time after school and in their off seasons to their um, athletic pursuits, it's really, it's really amazing to think um, what everyone accomplished. And at the end of last year, after we had had three pretty successful athletic seasons, a lot of people asked about this award, hey, you know, what are you thinking? And at the time, um, I had seen some of the statistics and I just didn't think it was leaning in that direction. Um, and so at the beginning of this year, I was asked um, to just verify our records compared to other schools' records and they looked accurate, but some other teams ended, I'm sorry, some other schools ended up updating where they were at and we ended up being on top, which was so kind of a surprise based on where we thought things were. We had the opportunity, Miss King and I, to talk with some of the leaders of our Hiller Grillers and so we'd like to play that segment at this time. We are lucky to be joined with the leaders of our Hiller Grillers. Uh, we have Evan Szyzitski and Luke Glidden, seniors here at the high school. We're also joined here with, with Miss King, our athletic director. And we wanted to get to know a little bit more about the Hiller Grillers, what you're all about, uh, and things that you're going to do for our students and community. So um, can you tell us a little bit about what the Hiller Grillers are and what they do here in Hopkinton? Yeah. Um, mostly, I think, obviously, we're the Hillers Grillers for a reason. You know, we grill before the games. Um, right now, it's mostly just the football games that we go an uh, hour or so before the game, set up the grill, throw some food on there, and uh, feed the people. But um, I think it goes beyond that in terms of just school spirit, and um, especially for a senior year, really making our senior class more united. Um, in the fan section, you know, just getting everyone hyped up. Uh, it really allows for us to kind of get involved in like seeing the parents, because uh, a lot of our friends are on the football team and they play, so being able to be there. And then we're cooking the burgers and the parents will come up and we get to talk to them and then we get to watch the kids uh, warm up. So it's really good to be involved. Yeah, yeah that's one of the fun parts I think about having um, you guys out there before the games is it's um, certainly you invite the, all the student body to come out, but you see all the fans, the parents, yeah. um, grandparents are out there. Yeah. And um, it's really a cool community building thing yeah. that you're doing yeah. because you see sort of all these generations and it's um it's something I think you don't see that often no. so, so I really I really appreciate it and it's fun having that energy out there before a game obviously the team's mm. out there getting hyped but you guys yeah. are too um and I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit Evan <laughs> because I know you said obviously you grilled before football games which I know but I did hear yesterday in the hallways mm -hmm. that you were um uh, working with some of the volleyball players yeah I mean Obviously, we might not bring the grill everywhere we go, but um, <laughs> we definitely, yeah. Yeah, but we definitely just want to bring that that same spirit and that same unity to, I mean, every sport we can. Um, definitely, we've been thinking about baseball uh, come springtime. Definitely volleyball, um, soccer. Some of those guys have come up to me and asked, like, get the grill down on the field. So. We'll see about that. I was talking to the Norton athletic director mm -hmm. by chance, and he said they had you know over 200 people coming wow. to their volleyball yeah. games. So, as someone who just tends to be competitive myself, mm -hmm. I feel like we can. Yes, oh, yes, I think we can. That's, a, that's all handle that yeah. and yeah. do yeah. that. And as you guys know, it creates a buzz and people oh, get excited yeah. and you want to come to games and it's you're literally part of the team when you're at a game and yeah. you're cheering them on so i was really happy to hear yeah. that in the works between students which was pretty cool yeah. yeah so i think everyone's wanting to know who is the grill master of the group 
who is the person that's actually on the grill making the burgers for the masses that come? A lot of times I'll hop on the grill. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yes. Yeah. We kind of got a circuit going. Usually I'm on the grill. Jack Sloan takes care of the dogs. Yep. And then a lot of times we got Mustafa. He do- takes care of the buns and the orders, which is very helpful. Because it can get stressful order, back there. Quite you know? the assembly yeah. line. Yeah. 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 We got to keep it all. Structured. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was something originally I was like, yeah, I don't care. I'll grill. I'll do it. I'll do everything. And then. You know, Luke and Jack and these guys just stepped up. A lot of times, what Evan does that I notice personally is like, when you're near the grill, like a lot of times, uh, people will come up and they'll stand right by the grill and they'll be like, hey, can I have my burger? Can I have my burger? And there's usually a lot of, like a long line of people of <laughs> orders. Uh, and so Evan's kind of able to, like, hey guys, like let's move over here. So he's able to kind of crowd the people. Yeah, he needs crowd control. Yeah. And, yeah, and speaking exactly. of crowds, I know a lot of our student body will come over and, yep. and, and, and kind of gather around the tent in the, in the Hilla Grilla area. If I was someone coming from another town, are they more than welcome? How inclusive are sure. the Hilla Grillas? And talk to us a little bit about that. Um, the Hillers Grillas, obviously, we're support here supporting the Hillers uh, now, the football team. But, um, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's food. You come up, you get your food. I remember a few years back, we had a few injured players from another neighboring community as mm-hmm. they were going into the locker room at the middle school, kind of took a left-hand turn and grabbed yeah. a few burgers yeah. before going into the locker room. Wow, yes. I don't know how, how you know, happy their coach was about that, but they were yeah, hungry. Right. Um, not to put you on the spot, but I do have another question. Mm-hmm. We've had the Hill of Grillas around for quite some time. Yeah. I, we were talking earlier, I don't remember when it started, but it's yep. at least been around for, you know, as I can remember, at least six, seven, eight yeah, years, maybe sure. even longer. Do you have any plans as the leadership of this group to kind of put your stamp on the Hilla Grillas and maybe do something different that we haven't done in the past to make it even a more special experience for Um, for your class and for the the, the school? I think our biggest thing is going to be just expanding it. Well, on a different note, one of the other things that I love that um, you guys do is on Twitter, I see that you sort of rally the troops in terms of what the theme for the night, if it's going to be a whiteout or if it's going to be a camo night or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's a great way to um, really sort of get that unity that you were talking about and that school spirit going. Um, And it is something that really brings Mm -hmm. a class and not just a class, but a, a school together. So that's been really great. I'm very impressed with your delegation skills as yes. a leader, whether it be the grill initially being behind the grill and then passing that off as well as the Twitter. So yeah. it's very impressive. We have a lot yeah. to learn from this. Yeah, really. Evan, yeah, Evan absolutely. Guy well, I got it. I got it all from the guys before. Okay. So. Gotcha. Good. Nice. Good. I just really want to say from my end that I appreciate what you guys do. It makes such a huge difference mm-hmm. in our athletic department to know that we have students that are running this the fan section for games and that especially that you guys are looking to expand it because as you know um for the last year we we were fortunate enough to win the Ames award which was having yeah. the highest winning percentage in the state and i think wow. that um huge credit goes out to our fan sections for yeah. that um in terms of supporting the teams mm-hmm. and so to really recognize that it is a huge difference maker yeah. in an athletic season um and so just appreciate it hope you guys really keep it going oh, yeah. um and love the idea to expand more yeah. um because i know the other sports would really appreciate yeah, having you guys there and having a visible and loud yeah. fan section mm-hmm. You've seen a lot of the different images around the school, some of our banners around our core values around yeah. being inclusive and supportive. I think it's important that we bring as many people yeah, in as possible. So, Evan, Luke, thank you for joining us. Yeah, we really thank appreciate you, you taking the time and, uh, and go Hillers. Yeah, go, go Hillers. Hillers.
Now, switching gears a bit, uh, we would like to turn our attention to uh, a little bit more of a serious topic around school safety. It's something that we have addressed uh, I I as a school and has been in the news quite a bit. Uh, and we have uh, one of the best, if not the best, school resource officer, in my opinion, that you can ask for, an officer, Phil Powers. And I had the opportunity to catch up with him a little bit uh, recently to talk about his role, uh, the new SROs in the district, and what are some of the things that he enjoys most about this role. Welcome to the 98 in Row podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. So we uh, wanted to talk a little bit about school safety and some of the things that we've done as a school in the last few years. Your experience in the role, we know that you're a, a vital member of our school community and someone that's been here for a number of years. How, how long have you been in the role of SRO here? Around 16 years. 16 years. This year, uh, because school safety is, is really on the forefront and been talked about quite a bit uh, in the news and in schools for the last number of years, we were uh, fortunate enough through the town to be uh, awarded uh, an additional SRO position for the district. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Chief Lee is very supportive of this uh, program. Um, so he wanted to add another SRO into the mix or into the schools and have me mainly in the high school and have somebody else in the middle school and the other schools. So he uh, interviewed some offices and came up with two offices. They're, they're going to be working part-time in the school, uh, but Jointly, they'll be a full-time position. You'll see them in uniform. Unlike me, I don't wear my uniform. Uh, they they will because they'll also be answering calls too. So they'll be back up if we're short-handed too. So. And what are their names? Or what are they, what are their uh, ben experience? Stickney uh, and uh, Matt Santoro. So a few years back, uh, the school district adopted the Alice Safety Protocol. Uh, I know we've done a lot of trainings with the with the community, also with our staff and students. Can you talk about? From a school safety's perspective, what has Alice done for the district and why do you feel it was the right decision to go? Well, the traditional lockdown that we've been practicing for years and years and years is, you know, you just, if we had an intruder in the school, you would just uh, lock down in the classroom, meaning just lock the door and go sit in the corner and be quiet, shut off the lights, maybe pull the shades down, and you're just sitting there. Um, to me, I, that really doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, because if you have the opportunity to evacuate the building, you should. If the intruder is in the A wing and you're in the C wing, why are you staying in the building? So in Columbine, a perfect example of why stay in the building, they had many students in the library, and in that library they had many doors leading outside. But because the teacher was trained into uh, getting into the traditional lockdown, she had all the students go into the desk and to you know the you know lockdown that way, where they could have. And there was seven minutes from the time these kids locked down to the time the uh, intruders came into the library. So they had seven minutes to really evacuate that. So it makes more sense to leave. So that's what the Alice program is. It's alert, uh, lockdown, inform, counter, and evacuate. So it gives the teachers and the students an option of. Of to do something different than the traditional lockdown, mm -hmm. you know. Even if they lock down in the room, they still can barricade the doors and make it harder. And all you're doing is buying time for the police to arrive. So you know, you have options now, which uh, makes a lot of sense. Each school has a crisis response team, and they talk about how to respond in certain situations given given a, a crisis uh, situation. Can you talk about your involvement with helping? the CRT teams at each school in planning for any type of, 
uh, event. Yeah, I mean, each school is different. I mean, at the high school, if we plan a drill where we're going to evacuate, it's so much easier for the high school kids because if they choose to evacuate, they could take off into the woods and they're going to find their way back home. Unlike if you were at uh, Marathon Elementary where you really can't evacuate because the kids being so young and so you, the choices of uh, evacuating are less with the younger kids. But we practice all the drills, you know, the elementary schools what we do is, you know, it's all about following directions of the teachers. So basically that's what we're training the kids to do is to, to listen and, and to do what the teacher says to do. So, What is the most enjoyable part of this role for you? Working with the kids, dealing with the kids, you know. Um, the kids come in my office, just they tell me a lot of things, you know. They, they, I believe they trust me. Previously, before the two new SROs were added to, to the school district, um, I had all five schools. And that was great because the kids knew me from school to school to school. So since two years ago, uh, the kids that are graduating, I had in the uh, kindergarten too. So they know me from you know all the way up from K through uh, 12. Uh, just dealing with the kids and just having that relationship with them. I go to New York with the eighth grade in Washington previous before that. Uh, nature's classroom, I go to nature's classroom with the sixth grade. And it's just to build relationships between the police and the kids. On the flip side, it's a role that carries with it a lot of pressure, I'm sure, in terms of, of, of keeping the building safe along with building administrators and, and teachers and, and community members. Um, what is something that keeps you up at night when you think about this role? Well, you know, you're watching the news and you've had many incidents where there was school shooting, so uh, that weighs on me quite a bit if mm -hmm. something like that were ever to happen in Hopkinton, you know. What other challenges that, um, for any of our listeners that might not realize, go into the UNESA role, role at a school system that you feel that you deal with on a, on a consistent basis that might not be so obvious when you think around school safety in your role? Right now I'm trying to get a lot of cameras around the school and that seems to be a problem. You know, we've had a few breaks in the parking lot, you know, car breaks. I mean, that would be a big help if we had mm -hmm. cameras outside, not just inside. You know, we could actually see the halls with the, with the cameras that are in the high school right now. The uh, police station could actually uh, feed into that and watch it. Mm -hmm. and that so, goes similar to our walkie-talkie system, right, sure. in terms of the communication piece. How does that? Yeah, we all have walkie-talkies. You know, you have a walkie-talkie that can call directly to the police department. Um, you know, we have a great communications. You know, th that's come a long way from when I first started where we didn't have communications between each other. We were using Nextels back then, you know. Uh, but, you know, everybody, you know, has Nextels. Nextels, remember that? Beep, beep. Yeah. So everybody's wanting to know, um, obviously, you're in the buildings throughout the course of the school year. What is the role of an SRO in the summertime? I actually go back into uniform and, and go on patrol. And, and, and rumor has it that you are quite a golfer. Is that is that true? Well, I love the game of golf. I just wish I was a good golfer, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> now, if you were uh, to be a teacher, obviously most of your uh, work year is spent in schools. If you were to be a teacher and not an SRO, what subject would you teach and why? Hmm, good question. Probably health. You know, I, I like sports. I like, you know... Um, being in the gym. 
What's the best school prank that you have seen in your 16 years, and, and, and how are you either involved in it or helping to, to potentially stop it? Well, one was, uh, I don't know how they get into the cafeteria, but they came in with goldfish, real goldfish, and they got into the to the water cooler where they have the Poland Springs bottles of water and put goldfish in. So when you came in and bought a bottle of water, there was a goldfish swimming around it. I thought that was really funny. Um, one year, I was affected by it because I came to work one day and they turned my parking spot into a handicap uh, spot. And it was, you know, legit too. It's, you know, the the uh, the blue square, you know, they did a lot of work on, and they had a, a legal sign at the at the uh, pocket space too, so I know somebody was missing a handicap sign. Remember the time where students parked in the uh, staff lot, and you had a connection to call a local tow company and, and brought those right. tow trucks out in the morning. So the seniors came in and they uh, they just parked all over the place in the staff lot, all crooked. So they took up all the spaces. So. You and I, we were both out there, so we decided, well, why don't I give a call down to Arch Sewing and see if they want to be part of this prank. So we called them, and they'd sent up three flatbeds, and as soon as they drove into the parking lot, the kids started panicking. So it was one way that you and I were able to, you know, prank, prank the prankers. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're, we're uh, a month or so into the school year. Um, from your perspective, how are things going, and what are you, what are you excited about this upcoming school year? Last year, we had such a great school year. The, the kids were awesome last year, and I didn't think anything could beat that. But so far this year, this senior class, you know, they they, 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 they could beat the last year's class. So I'm hoping that will happen. Yes. Yeah, I'm hoping that will. You know, it's being the SRO and dealing with the kids. It's usually freshmen, sophomores, they have no problem coming to see you and talking to you. As they get to become a senior, they kind of drift away from you. Well, last year and this year, they're not. They're, they're still part of it. They're keeping me in, in part of uh, their school year, too, you know. So they're always still coming into my office and, uh, you know, just keeping me informed and just hanging out with me, and you know, which I didn't get in the past. You know, we're, we're consistently uh, revisiting our program of studies and trying to offer a number of courses for our students and, and, and meet their needs. One of the classes that we have created in the last few years in a department really that we have added quite a bit to is our engineering technology department. And I know that the police and fire department uh, work with Mr. Scott in an engineering class. Can you talk to us a little bit about that, pro that program? Yeah, Mr. Scott, I believe it was two or three years ago, invited well, the fire department in um, just to come in, talk to the kids, talk about problems that they have in the job so he's doing mr scott invited the police in so you know what kind of difficulties are we having on the job and how could uh, his class maybe engineer uh different problems that we have like um how to lighten up our bulletproof vests you know and where to put different because a lot of police officers have back problems mm -hmm. because of all the heavy equipment that we're carrying around on our bodies so you know they came up with different designs uh, on how to relocate stuff to, to try to save you back. And they did. Great, they did great. They had some great ideas. Um, another thing was the seats and the cruises. Police officers, like eight hours a day, sitting in a cruiser, and that does a number on your back, too. So they were coming up with different ways of uh, designing the seat so it would be more 
comfortable for you and hopefully you know save your back so so they did great and then we've been doing it for three years and the police officers you know the chief comes up every single time um, and they enjoy it and, they, and, and it's good it, it, it is you know talking to the kids and and seeing these new officers that we're hiring dealing with the kids in a different way you know in a positive way a very positive way so so it's working out for everybody at a recent uh, kind of principal meeting that I went to that a number of principals from around the area go to and we, we get feedback from our other share ideas. One school is offering a first responders course for their mm -hmm. students or developing a course in that regard. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's great. First responder for us would be, you know, being CPR certified, defibrillator certified, and first aid certified. I don't know if that's what you're talking about yeah, yeah. for first responder, but that would be great because there's so many times where somebody just goes down and if you don't know your CPR or defibrillators or EpiPens, you know, but the more the people and kids that, that know CPR, you know, the, the, the safer it will be out there. In the last question, uh, before we let you go, there was a lot of talk leading up to this school year around the traffic pattern at the high school, around drop-off, pick-up, how have you felt that has gone from your perspective and if what if anything needs to continue to be looked at well i mean this it, hopefully this is temporary with the parking lot going out in back of the um the, the cafeteria where the buses will be parking and that will open up two areas for parents for drop off and pick up so hopefully this is just a temporary um situation that we're in um, it seems to be working a little bit better than it did last year uh, morning seems to be working out a lot better than the pickup at the end of the day where you know parents they just don't want to go down to the loop road and pick up their child so um, it's better it's not perfect it's going to work I believe just it's a band-aid mm -hmm. until we can uh, resolve it and this is like a three-year plan on how to uh, redesign the front of the school so and I know that we are not in any position to say that it's going to happen yet because there's a lot of meetings and discussions that need to happen first uh, but you mentioned the parking lot in the back of the school can you talk a little bit more about what you mean by that yeah so that there's a field out back that really doesn't get used a lot um, they're gonna make that a, a parking lot for the buses the buses will stay there overnight which saves the town on excise tax and, and gas going back and forth to Ashland. So the town will save some money there. Um, but they'll park in, in the uh, the morning. That will be the drop-off for all the kids. And at the end of the day, the kids just leave the back of the building, get on the buses. So that will leave the whole front of the school open for parent pickup and drop-off. I'm hoping for the next school year. Um, it, they said it'll take about a month to actually put that parking lot in place. So, And I, from rumors that I heard that it's supposed to start like soon as the day the school closes. So keep our fingers crossed that that goes forward. Officer Powers, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure working with you. Thank you for keeping the school safe each and every day. And, oh, um, thank thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for inviting me. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here at the 90 Hayden Row podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you have any ideas for topics for us to talk about or people to interview, please shoot us an email uh, and let us know. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you have a wonderful day, and go Hillers.